everybody. Welcome to another episode of Mission Daily. This is Stephanie. I'm joined by my audience member, Albert, who is giving me all the great pump up. I'm raising the roof right now. circa 1998. You know, <laughs> that's how we did we it back it. then in high school while you were. I don't know what you're doing at eight years old. You're doing something. <laughs> yeah, this is what uh, on my TikTok channel. We just need to use that as a background. Just you doing that constantly before every episode. <laughs> But today's I'm episode, your personal Michael Buffer, personal. Bruce Buffer, the Buffer brothers, yeah. uh, who, if, if, if you're listening, they do all the pre-fight hype, you know, like, and now, <laughs> Stephanie, post <laughs> All right, that's our new intro. Now we know. We're going to be doing that. Okay. <laughs> um, but today's episode, I'm really excited because we're exploring the topic of creativity, Um, I had an interesting experience when I was out in Cali about two weeks ago, and there was a facilitator that I was working with. She was leading our group through an experiment, um, and it was all around. It started with this TED Talk, where apparently this TED Talk, everyone's probably seen it except for me, such as life when you're me. And people's like, do you remember that movie? You remember that celebrity? And I'm like, no, 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 I don't. (laughs) But there was a TED Talk where uh, he was highlighting the concept around NASA was looking for a better way to hire And they were trying to figure out how do I find geniuses? How do I hire people who can really come in and think differently in this organization? Because when you're coming into NASA, you have to think at the time in a very different way. You can't bring current day solutions to anything really if you wanna level up. Um, Now, obviously with SpaceX and many other things, it's a different world, but still it's like the same kind of concept. So they were trying to build a test to hire geniuses. And so essentially they built this test or someone built it for them. And it was a pretty simple test, but it was a great way for them to identify top talent. And they were using it for a while, uh, but only 2% of people would get through this test. Only 2% were actually like qualified as a genius. Someone came in and decided to give this test to a group of five-year-olds and 98% of them were classified as geniuses. And I guess they did it again and again. And these five-year-olds were all, almost all of them were technically geniuses per this test. And so it was a really interesting workshop because we were kind of going through how to think differently when it comes to solving problems um, and just to think outside the box. And she had us really like go internal and like meet your inner five-year-old and do some of the woo-woo stuff that you know I'm a part of, Albert, but like go in there and kind of like become and think like a five-year-old. And it was cool because this group that I was with, you kind of watched everyone getting into this state. And I observed people thinking and talking about things in a very different way because we had no boundaries. And it was like later on in the evening, we were doing things that actually felt really good for my mind to like think differently. Um, For instance, there was five of us and we were like, let's create a painting in our mind together. And like, okay, what's the frame gonna be like? And someone had like some random, like the frames we made of like jelly with glitter in it. And like, we're going to have NFTs to even be able to like view this. And like, it just went all over the place in a silly way, a fun way. And like, there was just no boundaries to like what creativity could look like um, and how to think about something without wondering how is it going to get built? Who's going to be able to do that? Oh, I can't build it like that because like no one could actually manufacture it. And so it's just a cool thought bubble that I actually was able to bring back into thinking about business problems. Obviously, every day you and I encounter business problems, business, what should we call them? Just challenges, things to think through with mission. And I feel like a lot of times it's easy to look around and let other things inspire your reactions, your solutions, instead of being like, how can I think really differently about 
this thing and not just use what I already know, but like not give myself boundaries yet, quite yet. Like don't kill your solutions right from the start because you have so many reasons why it won't work. And so it's just a really cool thought experiment that I wanted to go through with you today um, because it really has kind of changed how I'm thinking about certain challenges within mission a bit differently. So yeah, this also is sparked from our last conversation regarding the the the, the Chinese balloon, Chinese where balloon, I'm sure yeah. it was like in a room. There might have been a room where people were like, hey, what kind of object would it, would we use? What device would we use if we wanted mm-hmm. to capture satellite imagery of of the United States? I'm sure in the room they yeah. thought, hey, you should use satellites, you should use drones, you should use, and I'm. I bet when someone said you should probably use this type of balloon, they looked at him like you're an idiot or looked at her like yeah. you're an idiot. And then all of a sudden other things started becoming true. They obviously tested it. It obviously worked too because it crossed the whole country. And mm-hmm. kind of that sparked this idea of like creative thinking, creative problem solving. And, uh, you know, the first thing I'll say is like, I don't know about this test. Like I do, I do kind of, yeah. so the, and here's the, <laughs> let me start. I'm not saying we don't need to think creatively. I think 100% we need to think creative, creatively, yeah. but I don't know if we are actually losing creativity. So that's kind of what this is hinting at is that geniuses are being shut down mm-hmm. and the education system dumbs us down. So. Yeah. Because it was like, once they got to like high school, or maybe it was like middle school, then it was like 30% of them were geniuses. And then when they got to high school, it was like 12. And then I think when people got to 30, it was like 5% yeah. of them were geniuses. So yeah, the whole article was around, is school making us less creative? Which It might be. In, in But I will also say be. this. Here's what I always say to that. Has society continuously improved on just about every metric of technology, innovation, creativity? It feels but that who, way in society but who has made those changes a very small so the whole point in that ted talk was like two percent of the population has made everything around us okay but like, there's also the no evidence the in the history of societies but this is what i'm saying like there's no evidence in the history of societies where there would be a larger percentage of people contributing to the solutions do you see what i'm saying like what yeah. if no, I don't think, what if only two percent well, of us are actually that creative i mean it might just be the case yeah in which case education is not Maybe. dumbing or accelerating. There's never, so that's where I think about is it. like, there's never really been a time where like this like utopian Valhalla existed where all these people were collaborating and creating up, coming up with good ideas. It's always been that way. It's always been like a handful of people come out with the oversized, outsized impacts on society. There was like a hypo, uh, you know, I wish I had done a little more homework in preparation for this topic, but there was a conversation about and it's a hypothesis, right? And I believe it, which is if you were to redistribute the world's wealth, right? Like everyone got the same amount of money. Let's say everyone got it. Mm-hmm. The same yeah. people that are wealthy today would probably begin collecting it all tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yep. I've, you know I've what I mean? Like they would be the ones figuring well. out ways to yeah. bring more outsized value to others and others mm-hmm. would pay them for those products and services. And that's just kind of how our societies have always functioned. There's always been outliers whether they learn through the education mm-hmm. system or they learned on their own or whatever, there's always been outliers that are able to approach problems, let's say differently, come up with solutions differently. So I don't know if education mm-hmm. systems dull us down. In fact, maybe well, the yeah. bigger criticism should be that education systems should be more about how to bring, bring your ideas to life rather than teaching mm-hmm. you like, you know, just the basics of fundamental subjects is to say like, hey, this is how you bring ideas to life. If you want, you know, if you have an idea about 
machines, you need to take mechanical engineering, right? If you have an idea about writing, you should go down the writing path. But like, maybe that's how school should be more structured. Instead of giving everyone a balanced education, it should be more like how to bring your ideas to life. And you might see more things. Yeah, some schools are like that. I don't know if you've heard of like Acton School before, but they have that here in Austin. It's very much like every kid is on a personalized path depending on their interests. And like the kids can like vote each other in or out if like a kid's like really not helping the class and doing what they're supposed to. But it's also very entrepreneurial too. So it has like an interesting mix. So I'm not against the whole school system. I am pretty anti-public school system in general um, just because I I don't really know if – like I think – most learning should be personalized to kids. I don't think you should just force them all down the same path. And what I noticed was when Grayson, my four and a half year old and Journey, my bonus daughter, were in a certain school that was very much like everyone has to do the same thing. I instantly saw their creativity going down and their sense of play. And it it just kind of changed. And then I put them in a Waldorf school where Waldorf is like no screens. Like they want you to stay in this bubble until age seven. Um, but all of a sudden it's like, I saw the kids change in like a month just from putting them in the school, which is much more like, you know, you're going to be out in wilderness, making a bridge, solving problems, counting from trees. Like it's definitely more nature-based. Um, but all of a sudden the kids start doing like at home, their own little plays that they're making and they're creating their own stories. And so I saw a quick shift from taking them from a more traditional environment where it's like everyone was kind of doing the same thing to putting them in one where it's like it more leans into what they're excited about where journey might like knitting with her hands and doing this little i don't know knitting thing um and she likes drawing and she'll make these really great drawings grayson like you look at his drawings and she circles and scribbles and the teacher's like telling me like why that's actually okay because he's the one on the playground doing x y and z and they just encourage him to do that they're not going to make him sit down for an hour and just like draw or paint or do hand knitting because like he doesn't care about that and instead he wants to be out building forts and so when i saw this like personalized approach i feel like their creativity came back in their own way so i don't know i think i think the school system and like where you go is important because what what are you doing if you're squishing a kid early on into a certain path like the best entrepreneurs are usually the ones who say my parents really let me do it like a lot of everything they didn't force me to be like everyone else yeah but also a lot of them come out of structured education too that's the thing is we often want to oversee but like a lot of the great entrepreneurs came out of very structured education as well mm-hmm. so i'm not pro structured education i'm more i'll take i'll start with like uh where did it come from right where does our education system come from and from my understanding the idea to standardize curriculums actually occurred during around World War II time when people families were becoming more mobilized. And if you relocated for work and you went from one state to another, what was the guarantee that your kid would be on the same track? So people thought that we should standardize. The public university system doesn't help us because they almost all have like similar education requirements for entry. You, anyone's welcome to go take a look. If you go to University of North Carolina, University of Michigan, University of Texas, they're going to all say four years of English, three years of math. Like So they're all kind of education systems are aligned in what should be learned. Mm -hmm. So if you fast forward to today where I don't disagree, where a more personalized approach should be, would be beneficial, then the problem becomes, well, we continue to defund education. So like, how can that be true? You know, you Mm -hmm. have sought private institutions to deliver this service to your children, right? We already know that's more expensive than um, Mm -hmm. a public schooling system. So whether or not it works or not, I, I, and then the, here's here's the big thing. 
So this personalized approach has existed since the 19, I would say at least the 1980s because my wife who went to private schools went through one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And she's as like far a lot I, smarter than you. So like- She might be, she might be, <laughs> yeah. But like we, we joke about it all the time. Like the most successful yeah. people in, so her friend circle ended up being more private school kids. Not mm-hmm. hard to figure out, private school. She went to private school. Most of her friends went to private school. They mixed with other private schools. So most of her network was private schools. Almost all of my friends were public school kids, which is weird. Um, I don't know how that ended up because most of my friends I met after college. Uh, I I don't, I'm not as close to my friends um, from high school. You were in public school, right? I went to public school and we both went to public university. I went to a private university as well. And then she did the same thing for graduate school. She (laughs) went to a private university. But interestingly, the most success, so that's the other question, is what success measured by? So if we measure it by money, my friends who went through public school did the best. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe there's a lot to okay. be said for like, hey, when the, your world is so shitty that you have to create your own future, mm-hmm. it allows the cream to rise to the top. So yeah. do I believe that it's suppressing creativity? Possibly. I think it's, it's quite possible education does do that. But I also don't know if we would be more beneficial if there were more creatives or would the like meaning the people that have truly revolutionary ideas or concepts and because because again ideas we say it all the time ideas ideas are infinity there's infinity ideas it's execution that's everything mm-hmm. right the question becomes could you teach the smartest people who have the best solution a way to bring their solution to life because mm-hmm. those are the people that can actually change the world obviously if i think about i can think about shit all the time hey I yeah. do it all the time. I think about yeah. one calorie delicious ice cream. I've, I can invent it and no one's invented it for me. That's bullshit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, so yeah, anyways, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. pro-education either. I just don't know if our society would be better mm-hmm. if we could unlock this. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it needs to be a healthy balance between thinking bigger or creatively and learning how to execute. Like you have to be able to do both or at least learn how to pull in the people around you who can execute, whatever the path may be. It doesn't just have to be you, but I think there is something to um, like everyone just looking around for current solutions to a problem that like we haven't solved yet. And it's like the people who come in and think very differently that solve that big problem. And so my continual is like, how do we get more people thinking like that? And just for me personally, it was just very helpful like going through an activity like that of like, how do you break down all the boundaries to think differently, to bring different solutions um, without just being like, okay, well, here's what we've done before. Maybe we do something similar. Like, no, we are going through very different challenges right now as a company. So like, how can we think differently about everything and not just be like, we've already done this or this is what another company did or like, how do we just, yeah, inspire ourselves to another level? And to me, it was an interesting practice that I think, yeah, if people kind of could experiment for themselves and just kind of see what it does keeping in mind execution matters and like yeah all the other things matter but getting your mind to work in a different way that you're not used to i think is an interesting experience and to be able to get there in that place like get yourself there just to think a bit differently could be helpful there's no doubt about it so i think if i were in charge of the education system right now with college costs Mm -hmm. through the roof I think most people would agree that public school schooling is inadequate. We have 
serious problems with busing. Like, <laughs> like Tell our society, <laughs> our society also depends on school. I mean, I know, I get school. it. You're like struggling. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our society yeah. also depends on school. It's hard to live an adult life when you don't have schooling and you don't have buses. I, I'm living this in Wake <laughs> County, North Carolina. We got no bus drivers. Which, by the way, I made the comment that I don't understand what all these people do for a living because I tried to go 30 minutes early to get my kid and make sure I could be back by four. And the yeah. waiting line was through the, so I wasn't the only one with the same idea. And there was like, I mean, let's assume everyone makes $50 an hour. There was probably, this this waiting line was worth, you know, it felt like it was worth $1,000, $3,000. Like it was crazy yeah. how many cars were waiting. But anyways, I digress. If I was in charge, what I would start doing and offering is scholarships, except you have to specifically solve a problem I have. Meaning, mm-hmm. if you're going to work on the electrical grid, I'll give you a scholarship. You, could, you get engineering school and you want to, you want to work on the sewer systems, you want to work mm-hmm. on uh, road, construction, paving, all the major infrastructure things that we need that people take for granted that are also becoming less in demand. Like somehow we are, we've encouraged our youth to just completely disregard these fields and professions. Mm-hmm. So there's a continuing shortage of labor, uh, people that do labor heavy jobs. Yep. Like we need some of these problems creatively solved too. Like think about it. Electrical line was invented really a long time ago. And it's mm-hmm. that's we've not come up with a better way to transport electricity. That seems crazy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. why is it yeah. being strung from pole to pole so that every time a tree falls, shit's broke and you got to right. get someone out there to string it back up. That's because the government, though. That's the like they're literally <laughs> holding back the regulations of like you can't dig under here. That's what happened in the Bay Area when Google Fiber started, and they're like, yeah. "We have something that we can put underground that no one will see, and it's way better." And like Santa Clara was like, "Fuck you, no, you can't <laughs> no dig digging. underground. <laughs> you can't dig here." And it's like, okay, they literally had to start in a different city because of that. And I'm like, no, oh. that's anyways. But yeah, yeah, that's regulation. One of the biggest problems for anyone listening, if you were to build and develop undeveloped land, would be to get the permit to run water and power mm-hmm. to it. It would take maybe like a year. I don't even know how long it would take. And that's assuming you get the permit. What if you don't? So yeah. like if it's not already zoned for commercial, like, you'd have to get it zoned for commercial. Then you could dig mm-hmm. for it. Point being, we are, we're really digressing now. But <laughs> we, we should 100% encourage more people to solve more problems. But I think – and I would love to see education pivoted towards instead of, like you said, a standardized curriculum for everybody is to be mm-hmm. like, hey, our education system is about making your ideas come to life. And if you're one of those people that cannot maybe make ideas come to life, maybe you need to go on a more traditional path. Um, yeah. But it, who knows? There might be someone out there. You know, so that's the big the what ifs, right? Is there somebody out there who's had an unbelievable idea? that could have changed the world if they come back to life? I think that's a nonsensical yeah. question because I have like a million right now, right? Oh, cold fusion. Yeah. Solve the world's energy crisis. Steph, we just need to create cold fusion. Done. Idea, yep. baby. So creative. <laughs> that's my <laughs> like, idea. <laughs> we should harness the yeah. energy of the sun. It's endless. Done. There you go. So many Boom. solutions. Boom. <laughs> we, we should make cars that run on water. Boom. <laughs> okay. First, though, someone has to think like that. I, the other day, had an idea. I was like, y'all, why? tell me why I have to ever go and get my tire filled up with air. I'm surrounded by air. Air is everywhere. My tire should just be able to suck it in when it gets low. It should just be able to suck it in and bring air into itself because it's all around us. It is abundant. Tires. Why does it need but, to have 
air at all. I saw at this all. cool oh, yeah. invention okay. where it's like honeycomb. It's like honeycomb shape. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't I mean, need you, air. It doesn't need uh, air at I'm all. I'm bridging people per our last concept in the episode. I'm bridging people. You have to keep air for a little while so they understand it. But I did go and I looked at the patent records already patented by a different, like by a, uh, what's a good year. So obviously someone <laughs> already had my idea. But anyways... Yes, I think that the solution-based mindset of like, how do you get kids thinking of like, not only just the idea, but execution yeah. too, um, and rewarding them based off that's an interesting concept. And some companies are doing that through grants and things like that of like, when you see people all like hackathon type things or like, if anyone yeah. can come in and solve this, um, so that's an interesting concept. I love hackathons because you're rewarded based on the output, right? It's not, the idea doesn't really yep. matter. You know what I mean? Can you even solve it to begin with? <laughs> so I think that's, That'd be cool. I agree. Since I've, you know, I have children. Mine are a little older than Stephanie's, but I would love for their schools to teach more solutions-oriented things. Like when I watch my son Dylan, who gets good grades, I, I think about mm-hmm. it like, yo, something wrong with him <laughs> because this guy can't figure out some cereal. Like literally, you know what I mean? Like literally, if we move the cereal off of the shelf and we move it to the next shelf, he'll ask, "Where's the cereal?" Like, yo, you cannot solve. <laughs> I'm like, well. I think you need to look within and figure out your parenting then of why can Dylan not solve his cereal problem. I don't know if this is an education problem. I'm really, a, I'm not feeding you, man. This is why you listen to me. You can't find that cereal. You're just going to have to suffer. They're like, they're, oh, they're, yeah. yeah, that's, that's uh, watching him like operate in life. I, I told him like, hey, engineers are problem solvers. He's like, yeah, like you ain't solving nothing. <laughs> He's solving grades, I guess. But He's got good grades. Which shows is the education good- systems like, hey, if you do A, then B, then you'll yep. get C, which is yep. true. But that's not how the real world works. The real world is like, this yep. is a problem. What's the steps? Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> like, what we're- we, need, we need to bring back Mike Rowe. Dirty job style. Make it yeah. cool again. All, all the youth wants to be YouTube influencers. We just need another YouTube influencer like Mike Rowe to come back yeah. and be like, you know what? Line work is cool, people. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. plumbing, that's where it's at. We need... He's got to bring that back to this generation. That's the issue here. They just don't have a Mike Rowe in their life. We need need more people to invest (laughs) their creativity in, I would say, all the world's real problems. Like, Mm -hmm. doing the next hottest dance, is that a problem? That's not really a problem. Like, you know, I get it. You made a really cool Wednesday video. I get it. I'll stop my TikTok video now. (laughs) You're doing doing the dance. You're doing the dance. (laughs) You, you got it all going yeah, look, on. Yeah, okay? I'm here. I'm hooked. I'm watching you. I'm like, what's his next move? This is but good. Yeah, you got my attention. But it'd be better if I was solving an actual problem. <laughs> yeah. True. Facts. Well, yeah. Okay. Interesting, interesting. I mean, there's so many other tangents we could go on here, but I know we are running up on time. So thanks, Albert, for exploring this. Solve Hope problems. everyone listening loved this. Yeah. And to end it, solve some problems today. All right. Till next time. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.